All right, so this is Emily with WTSR 91.3. There's a pirate ship downstairs. <laughs> about to sail off to the Caribbean, so just be aware. All right. Yeah, so I'm here at Crossroads with Zopa. Um, do you mind introducing yourselves and what your position is in the band? Omotai, drums. Michael Imperioli, guitar and vocals. Elijah Amaton, bass and vocals. Right, so I've noticed like in previous interviews, you guys have mentioned artists like Lou Reed, David Bowie, being your musical inspirations. How do you incorporate your influences like into your music? Stealthily. Uh, <laughs> I think maybe the goal is to do it uh, unconsciously, unless sometimes maybe you're, you're taking, let's say like a, a musical, um, something iconic or like a, a like a musical cliche and then you sort of turn it on its head but usually it's 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 just it's sort of inescapable you just start playing what you, you know, your what your influences are what, what your influences are I guess I don't know we don't, we don't really we don't really talk about references much we sort of just do our thing yeah, makes and, sense. And it comes out. Yeah, it's in like your consciousness, you know, all the stuff that you've fell in love with. And um, there was like when I first, you know, met Olmo and then Elijah came in, I definitely, the, the goal was to make a trio. And one of the influences of like what I kind of thought it, the goal could be was Galaxy 500. Um, or a really great indie rock trio that, that I, I saw many times and I loved. And there was something about their dynamic. Not that we sound like them or play like them, but there was something in the dynamic that was just very powerful and beautiful and it just worked and was very specific. <coughs> so that, there was definitely that was, you know, the idea of having, you know, a trio, three kind of distinct musicians it was the idea was never like a singer-songwriter with a rhythm section kind mm -hmm. of thing it was never that it was like three you know three musicians inter interweaving their stuff together speaking of like crafting your pieces like what is your songwriting process like is it more collaborative does someone take the lead for the most part Michael will come in with the idea and then it'll Recently, it's been progressing faster, and I guess in the first time around, since we took a long break, the first time around it was more um, his his pieces, and then we would add. But this this go through, it seems more like all the songs are kind of just coming together as as we go, and it's pretty cool. Some come out of just jams in the studio, a little stuff that oh wow, that sounds good, and then you know, expand on it and try to put a melody over um, instrumental jams, like, um, but, yeah, even if, like, one of us brings an idea, it never is finished till it's, you know, zopified, you know what I mean? It's, it, it, it becomes its own thing. So, you mentioned you did take a break. Uh, I do know that you guys have been around for a while, since, like, 2006. Um, and then you took a pretty lengthy hiatus. What called you back 
you guys back to music and more specifically this project? I moved. I moved, I moved to Santa Barbara, California in 2012, so... Um, and it's just to finish raising my family, for a number of reasons, but uh, finish raising my kids. And No, that was just, in t 2019, we started doing stuff together. Um, I, I was doing some spoken word stuff, reading readings from a book, and mostly with Lydia Lunch, her verbal burlesque shows, New York and L.A., and uh, we did one where Omo played some drums while I read, and then we did when Elijah played bass, and that was 2019, and then like two years later, I moved back. So we started playing again. And you did, you mentioned some of like your spoken word. Do you think that that writing process differs from the way you write songs? Or is it more so just like adding music to it? You know, you're always thinking, it's more, myster it's more mysterious, songwriting, and less logical, less, Less literal, even though you're dealing with words, but it's not it's not always literal. Um, whereas fiction is, that's all it is. Yeah. So we've talked about music influences. Do you have any fashion influences? Obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> he is a fashion influencer. <laughs> we follow. Um, I just. Wear this leather jacket all the time and hope it hope for the best. <laughs> I wear a lot of rock t-shirts. I have they're going on today. Transformer, McRock, Lou Reed. But um, no, not really. Right. Not really. Yeah. So, what artist um, would you most likely would you most want to do a collaboration with? Alive. Sure. Doesn't or, have to or be. Or can we do it dead? Anybody. Yeah. Anybody. Alive, dead. Neil Young. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, Neil Young. Right? Neil Young, we'll say. All right. So the trifecta. Why not? Yeah. We love Neil Young. Yeah. Are there any like um, artists currently producing music you'd want to work with someday or do a show PJ with? EJ Harvey. Mm. One of my favorites. Yeah. Cat Power. Cass McCombs. Dinosaur Jr. Dinosaur Jr. Yeah, so Michael, I know you moved to the Lower East Side, like um, in New York, in a time where like the hardcore new wave scenes were huge. Were you involved in those scenes? Like No Wave, I was involved. I was I started a no wave band uh, in nineteen eighty six. Saw a lot of bands, you know back then but uh, yeah I, I started spending a lot of time these guys were born and raised in Manhattan I started spending all my time in Manhattan in 1983 when I was 17 you know that scene was very cross pollen uh, pollenized artists were in band painters were in bands and you know musicians were acting and performance art was very uh, a burgeoning art form in the Lower East Side which performance art came out of kind of like punk rock meeting avant-garde theater you know that's so um, the idea of doing different things theater and uh, music was 
um, it wasn't so compartmentalized. Like there was a lot of fluidity, you know, between the forms. Less brackets. Yeah. It's fun. It's still fun. Is there any like one specific message you want your audience to really gain when listening to your latest release? Or can you discuss some of the themes? Oh, uh, from the, you mean the EP? Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, one of those songs, part of that was written before we started playing together, like really a long time ago, like uh, in the late 80s. Um, and that was really just like, kind of like a breakup song, really, basically. That's all that was. But Stanley was an interesting one because it started with a drum beat. He was playing the beat and I was like, what, what is that? And he goes, Stanley. <laughs> he named it Stanley. Um, and and he, switched all the lyrics all the time. He wrote lyrics didn't, and I wrote lyrics. Didn't know what lyrics. I was singing yet. And then eventually it came out. Um, that was a long time ago we made that record. Yeah. Both records were made a long time ago. The only one that is recent is, is yet to be released. And then 16 Nails was one of the first songs we wrote together but some of those lyrics are about actually about Kurt Cobain 16 now some of them not all of them and some of Stanley's lyrics uh, some of the one my lyrics that I sing in Stanley some of those are about Marlon Brando because he named it Stanley and then somehow I associated with Stanley Kowalski street kind of right that EP Tondo had I very interesting cover art. Can you talk um, a little bit about the art and like where? Just yeah, a little bit about the tondo cover. is a round painting. That's what it means, right? Literally, mm -hmm. it's a famous one in the Uffizi Gallery that Michelangelo did. One of the few paintings he did, you know, like actual like, paintings, and it's of the Holy Family. That's really beautiful. But uh, I just like the word tondo it was really kind of cool. So I figured we'd use a tondo in the cover art. Caravaggio, you know, just my favorite painter. And the, the color scheme, was that, uh, was that? It was uh, Andy. That was Andy. Andy Carter is a, a, on Instagram, he goes by Primeval, but he's, we, we've done a lot of posters with him. I've never met him or spoken to him. <laughs> we only communicate via Instagram and emails which is but we've done a lot of work together it's a very strange concept we've done tons of work in the last couple of years together uh, but he's he was responsible for that one all right. That cover. all right and just to wrap it up like are there any new projects in the works that you can talk to us about we, when we have an album and a video that's in the can ready to be unleashed at the right moment but the, my wife Victoria directed the video. She did the Red Sky video, one for All That Heaven Allows, but this one's um, really cool and beautiful. That'll be the next single, it's called A Still Life. We'll play it tonight, that's all. all right, but well, um, the album, when it comes out, that's, that's the next. Seven songs. <laughs> and the album, right? Yeah. No, I guess more, right? No, I mean, 
Arrows is seven like long songs. Eleven minutes. <laughs> Only seven songs. Yeah, man. I think so. One, two. But it's <laughs> it's like at least forty five minutes yeah, yeah. long. So. With you know, on a vinyl record, you, you can't have more than what is it, like forty five minutes, something like that. Something like that. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's all your questions. We have more. Yeah, let's. Do you have any? We have questions for you now. Oh, okay. First <laughs> What's your favorite band? Favorite bands. Um. Okay, my favorite all-time artist is Bowie. If I had to go with like a set band. Favorite album. Bowie album. Oh my god, that's like the worst question to ask. I if I had to pick one, for some reason I always end up listening to Station to Station the most. Yeah, I don't know great. why. Um, that's cool. But. I think just for like nostalgia purposes, probably Aladdin Sane. Yeah. My favorite band's The Happy Fits. The Happy Fits? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Very neat. They're very fun. Yeah. They have the cello on stage, like runs around on stage. Yeah. I don't know how to handle it. At the concert we went to, I think he crowd surfed with the cello, right? Where did you see it? We saw that was in Philly. I always forget the name of that venue. Philly? Oh, yeah. Johnny Brenda's? No. Probably House of Independence. No, House of Independence is Asbury. I don't know. It was a big venue. Kind of big venue. Oh, I was mid size. Mid size. Mid to small. That makes sense. Yeah, the film. My favorite fan of all time is Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy. Best concert you ever saw? The Happy Fits. Happy Fits. Happy Fits or I saw the Hello Mega Tour. So like Green Day, Fall Out Boy, and um, Weezer. Weezer. Cool. That was. It was Green cool. Day's going out with Smashing Pumpkins next, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Where did you see it? Where was that? I the Philly, in Philly at the baseball field. Cool. Yeah, that was cool. It was like twenty bucks to go. They constantly like switching. Yeah, cool. And what are your majors? I'm political science. I'm marketing. I'm communications. So I'm like specializing in radio, film, and television production. Great. Yeah. And you're marketing. Yes. What kind of marketing? Um, I've mostly I had an internship over the summer where I was mostly focused on like social media and um, digital marketing, and I think I'm interested, especially in the social media area. And you want to be in politics? Yeah, I. Like um, office. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm really more interested in like policy, like public policy stuff, so trying to work on like housing or like transportation kind of stuff. Um, uh, right now I'm interning at Governor Murphy's office um, oh, cool. and stuff, which is really cool, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm hoping, I'm not really sure exactly what I'll end up doing, maybe like lobbying or something, or just like switch into doing more music stuff, um, but we'll see. <laughs> the music lobby. Music lobbying. <laughs> well, there, yeah, there needs to be some real policy changes about how music is, um, how royalties work, you know, with, yeah. with streaming. Yeah. Because they they can, wasn't there, a, do you know about that, there was a law that they were trying to pass? I don't remember the law exactly, but I know there were a lot of issues with, like, artists just not making any money because everyone listens to it on Spotify, and then I think... You know, Taylor spoke to me a huge issue about that, and I think is that part of the reason why Joni Mitchell left Spotify? Like, she refuses to have her music on there, or was that something else? I've heard that. She could have a bunch of reasons, reason. right? Yeah. I think she had a couple issues. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But you know, I, I think I think it was David Byrne who, who was talking about this. Um, I, I think he spoke at like my friend's graduation. Oh my god! Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm I might have that wrong, but basically the the idea was like people are still listening to music now more than ever. So where is that money? going and it's and you could say well it's going to the streaming services mm-hmm. but they're they're not making like the money that you know that they used to make selling CDs like the labels yeah. 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 yeah even with the like the premium yeah. subscriptions mm-hmm. but when you think about it you know take a bird's eye view of the whole situation it's like the internet companies yeah. and Apple and, and the, the technology they're making a ton of money mm-hmm. because, you know, you're using your phone to listen to music, ah. and you're listening, and you're using the internet to listen to music. So, and that's a matter of, of sort of policy. It's like we've sort of decided as a society, like that, like those companies don't have to pay for that. To share. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, wow. I never thought of that. that yeah. Makes a lot of sense. So it's interesting, and I, I think you know that they could really. Things can really change, actually, especially with yeah. like blockchain technology. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. No, no. It just it just needs it needs policy. Yeah. It needs needs people. I agree. No, it's like it. definitely like a huge issue. It's weird because like, in like one way, on one hand, like the internet has like made it easier for bands to like get discovered, and for like people who were like no one ever heard to, they just happen to get into someone's like Spotify daily mix, and all of a sudden like they blow up into like the millions. But also, like, artists can't make a living off of music anymore. So it has, like, this weird give and take now, and I'm not really sure, like, how it's going to, like, end up playing out for, like, new bands and stuff. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Things could really, could, could really change, though, I think, with the technology. Yeah. What else? We're good? Um, More? Well, I, okay, wait, I kind of forgot. I was kind of wondering, um, you mentioned like Mick Rock and stuff. Um, I'm like a huge fan of Mick Rock and that kind of photography. I was wondering like how, like, okay, I guess I don't really have a question about that. I just got really excited when you mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was wondering, like, and it, we talked a bit about like music references, but you also mentioned like Michelangelo and other things like that. Like, I was wondering, like, what else, like, kind of like influences like um your music either like through like the songwriting or just like the sound process like whether it's like art or books like kind of like those things <laughs> for me personally um it's 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 a lot it's a lot of different mm-hmm. art forms it's obviously music is the most because that's what we're doing but poetry fiction yeah. film a book can put you in the moon and then yeah. you can do something nice after you've been like let down you know we have a new song that we haven't recorded we just started really playing it that's the lyrics were inspired by a, a Caravaggio painting mm-hmm. that's that I've never seen in person but hopefully one day it's in it's in Malta so oh, wow. I don't know yeah. someday go there Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's how it works, right? Art, you, you know, it's like this flow of influence that goes, you know, back and forth. Yeah. One bleeds under the other. Yeah. yeah, and comes in and you put something out and other people maybe get into it, maybe, you know. Mm-hmm. 
question. Um, have you guys played in Jersey before? Like, what is your, um, can, do you have any connections with the Jersey music scene, or is this your first time? This is the second time here. Second. And I, we played in Jersey somewhere Atlantic City? Yeah, Atlantic, Atlantic City. City at the Borgata we played in. Uh, we played Hoboken, too, right? Hoboken, Maxwell's, yeah. which isn't there anymore, which was one of, one of my favorite clubs. Going back to the 80s, I saw a lot of really good shows there. Um, but uh, we played here with a band called Mercy Union. Uh, Jared Hart, Hart is his name? Jared Hart, his band, but he dis, um, print, makes our vinyl and sells it. His label, Mount Crushmore Records, which is a Jersey label, which we've you know put two two records out with. Him. Sometimes people think we're we're a Jersey band, really? based yeah. on the sound. I don't know, but I I tell them we're a New York band. So mm -hmm. that's the official. Uh, oh yeah, we're. Yeah. Without a doubt. I feel the the I feel the Jersey New York scene is kind of yeah. there's a lot of ties, sure a lot of connections. So there's a lot of connections. Um, it's a lot of proximity. Similar sound. Usually it's like the reverse. If you like tell someone you're from this area, they'll assume you're from like New York City, and right. then they think no, actually I'm from the suburbs of New Jersey. So it's like a funny issue to have. The opposite. <laughs> well, we're we're actually the the new album. Um, that will be released probably this year. We recorded it in, uh, what is it, Union City? Oh, Union oh, City. Yeah, yeah at Kaleidoscope. So that's, and that's a Jersey mm -hmm. yeah. location. And um, John Agnello is sort of a, is sort of associated with like the, that Hoboken sound. Mm -hmm. um, it used to be a water music water in Hoboken music. for many years and now Kaleidoscope. So yeah, there you go. So we are a Jersey band after all. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of recording in Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's awesome. One more thing that Almost. I was kind of wondering about. I think you mentioned earlier that like one of the songs on the new EP was like one that like you went back to from like the 80s or something. You wrote like long ago. What like made you like want to go back to like that? Like what drew you back to that old song? Yeah, I just liked it, you know? Mm -hmm. I just, it was one... I started writing songs in you know, mid-80s, and most of them, you know, kind of stayed there, but there's a couple that turned into Zopa, Zopa songs, you know, um, one on the first album, and uh, one on the EP, and one we used to play live sometimes, but... Um, Roll off your skin. Blown Off Your Skin was goes way back, and so, so did Mr. Carlos, yeah, which we haven't played in a long time. But um, just those were the ones that stuck, you know, yeah. I just like them. Mm -hmm. you know. Um, yeah, and so, you know, felt that they might work with us. Okay. Yeah. Have you noticed your like style of songwriting or like the way like you write songs change over time since then? I, I've noticed our style change, you know, like over the, since from when we started, you know, um, sonically, it's mm -hmm. very different. Um, it's, I don't know, what would you explain the difference? Like, I think now more sometimes you'll just sing a melody until you find the word, where before you would, the words and the melody would kind of come at the same time. But like the sound of the... The, our sound is hopefully it's from better, the beginning. Right, right. It's, it's just more. I think, I think, hopefully, we sound. I better. think really it, it comes from your pedal setup because the way your guitar sounds 
now, like with all those effects, that it's yeah. it's a much more sort of um, uh, it's, it's a it's a bigger, more sort of um, spacious sound that Michael has with his the way he dowels in his effects now, um, and maybe even the way you play is maybe a bit more sort of. Uh, I don't know. It sounds bigger, and then and then that informs how we how we play. I think in some ways it was what I kind of hoped we would do, but you you often have to get the you know it's a, um, we have to go through a certain path to get to what we sound like now. But in a weird way, in some ways it was what I was hoping for, but. Maybe didn't have the ability at first when we started. I didn't, and then they always did. But, but, yeah, that's not true. Kind of, <laughs> kind of is true. Uh, but yeah, and then you know, part of it's just you know life. You know, moving through time and your influences change. What what you what you hear in your head and what you you know, like where your aesthetic goes. You know. When you're younger, you want to just push it out and try to become as great as whoever you love and now you're just trying to play so that you like the way it sounds and that you feel like you maybe could like your sound you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think the, lo the longer you play the you just at some point you just start to realize that you do have a unique sound and style on your own and you just lean into that yeah. as opposed to just always sort of uh, trying to pull from influences um, or a genre so at some point you can say oh this is I'm gonna do my thing on this you know, as opposed to try to do something else and that there's also pow a power in stillness you know like I don't mean quiet I mean like you know like yes like a stillness in a way I mean, the sound, like having an expansive sound, rather than, like, like you said, just pushing it out, driving it out, like letting it kind of just yeah. seep, yeah. We definitely use space a lot more now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, somehow I think it, it, it matches our... Uh, our personality the band's person like the music sort of matches the this sort of personality that of, of the three of us that sort of emerges when we play together um, yeah totally okay, well we're very excited for the show today. thank you thank, thank you thank you so much for speaking with us thank thanks you for, thanks for coming